Hello and welcome to the Healing Insight podcast, episode 63, with me, Sarah Hunt. And me, Jess Hunt. Welcome everyone. Hello Jane, how are you? How's things? Anything new since we last chatted? Uh, good afternoon. Um, no, not really. Not, <laughs> is anything new? Um, no. New day, new outlook on opportunities that are presenting themselves to me since our last conversation about, our last podcast anyway, about um, reframing challenges so no just just more more growth and insight and learning I guess yeah yeah well today I thought it would be quite interesting to kind of expand a bit on um we, we've looked at self-belief or, or lack of self-belief in the past I believe um but the the approach I want to look at it from today is how might having complete trust in myself affect affect my approach to life? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that one. Which is quite an interesting one, I think, because, because how many of us actually can hand on heart say they completely trust themselves all of the time? Don't think I've met one yet don't think I have either um and and having complete trust in yourself means being really in tune with yourself and listening to your intuition and so making sure that you're in complete flow so that everything just drops into place for you yeah So it the, what what came to mind was that sort of saying, you know, if you knew you couldn't fail, what would you do? Mm-hmm. And when we link that to outcomes and we link that to some of the things we've talked about in different podcasts, so... so that outcomes are just outcomes. They're neither good nor bad. They're just what they are. And it might not be what you want or what you expect, but it might well be what you need. Then if you knew you couldn't fail, what would you do is actually true completely because you can't fail. You will always get what you need, whether that need, what you need at that moment is a lesson or a learning or whether it is the outcome you expected. Yeah, see, it's interesting that you brought up about failing. If you, you know, if you can't fail, because we can't. failing, <laughs> failing is a is a human thing, isn't it? it? It's programming that's put into us from a young age. You know, if you if you look at it, um, we go to school, we do exams, we get a pass or a fail. You know, you do a test, you get a pass or a fail. And so it's programmed into us. 
instead of um, seeing that each of us has different skills and some skills are more developed than other skills. And also a fail relates to an expected outcome yeah. and you just haven't met that expected outcome. That doesn't mean that you're you're no good at that subject or don't have potential to improve within that subject if it's in a school scenario for example it just means that you haven't attained the level that somebody else has decided that you should have at that point yes in your learning cycle um which is quite it's quite a lot of pressure to put on people, isn't it? And and actually, we we don't fail in anything. And, and I agree with you on that. We don't fail in anything. We might not get the outcomes that we expect. Yeah. We might not reach the outcomes that somebody else has set for us. But that doesn't mean that we failed. It it It's more about us some people need more development in one area than others um and and sometimes sometimes we're we're expected to take on board knowledge that actually we don't need knowledge that we don't we're not, never going to use again instead of actually looking at perhaps <laughs> where where our real skills are and and what those skills and, what, and which of those skills need additional development. Yeah, what came up for me when you said that was most of my school life. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, in terms of what I what I use today or what I've used, then, then yes, you know, English, basic maths, writing, of course I have. Reading, yeah. Re you know, those sorts of things. But in terms of geography, yes, I can appreciate a landscape and I can probably remember some of how it might have been formed in terms of tectonic plates and pressure and erosion and all those sorts of things but in terms of needing to regurgitate that this many years on 40, 40 years on <laughs> I can count the number of times on no fingers you know it just hasn't happened and remembering dates of historical events and things if I really need to understand or, or need to find a date on something then I'll I'll go and do a search on it on the web or, or whatever. You know, if it really, if it's something I really need. So I think it's not so much about, it's not so much about knowing everything yourself. It's just knowing where to go to find the answer if you're looking for something. That that was something that dad always said to me. I don't know if he did it to you, but um, he used to say to me, it's not where you what you know, it's whether you know where to find the answer whether that was from within or whether that was from somebody else or from, uh, we had the Encyclopedia Britannica, didn't we, years ago when we were kids, do you remember? Or the mm -hmm. Book of Knowledge or something like that. Yeah. Um, that, that Dad used to get weekly for us and, and we could look things up in the days before internet. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but he was always very much about, you know, it's not, it's not what you know, it's whether you know where to find the information. And, and, and this ties in again to to learning to listen to yourself, to to learning to completely trust yourself, to learning to completely trust your intuition. 
um, because that will guide you to the information, whether that's through giving you an insight where something just pops in and you think, oh, now I understand my aha moments, or whether that's guiding to you to somebody that who will cross your path who will then be able to help you, or whether that's um, a song on the radio that will give you the answer. You know, I've had that happen before. I don't know if you have, but I've wanted the answer to something. And then I've been driving along and, and had the radio on and, and the songs come on. And I thought, oh, that was a message for me. <laughs> um, and and or, or maybe a television program or something. You know, there, there's there's ways that, that the universe gets the information to us that that we need to be able to progress. But it's. But it's, I think the, the biggest thing is learning to trust yourself. And, and this, again, then goes back to our head versus heart. Because it's very easy when your head to start questioning things. And it's very easy to slip into your head. And this is, you know, something that I've had to work really hard on, still have to work hard on, is staying in my heart, working with my intuition completely. And I have to for my job. Um, and not slipping into my head because as soon as you slip into your head you reduce that connection you have with yourself it affects your connection to your intuition it um it, it puts you in a place where you start questioning everything and, and there's nothing I'm not saying there's anything wrong with questioning things but the questions need to come from your intuition they need to come from your heart so that you get the correct information so that you're not questioning something that actually if you dropped back into your heart properly you would know the answer to that makes sense yeah we we put things up um uh, what am i going with so we prevent ourselves doing something because of how we think about it of how we think we will feel about an outcome that we might not want so it's the, the the fear of what we might feel if things don't come out the way we want and we go the negative route we go the rather than looking at oh it'd be really great if this outcome happened and stay focused on that we go down the route of, well, that's the outcome I want, but what if this happens? What if that happens? What if that happens? What if that happens? It's it's that little thing on the shoulder, isn't it? <laughs> that little voice on the shoulder that, that's going, well, this could happen or that could happen and, and you're not good enough to do that. And, you know, it, it's kind of that negative self-talk that can go on that, that puts you into that space where... Um, where you don't trust yourself completely. And, and as soon as you, there's a little bit of self-doubt that puts you into your head. Yeah. It's also, it's important to remember that that negative voice, that little voice sitting on, sitting on your shoulder saying, don't do that, oh, that might happen. It is actually there trying to keep us safe. Yeah. It is, its intention is to keep us safe. And if we're starting to feel a bit wobbly, we're, thinking oh I don't feel very comfortable about I don't know going out and standing and talking in front of 60 people 100 people 6,000 people if we've got a bit of nerves or something then we may well have a little voice saying we well, don't have to do it you know don't don't if it's making you feel uncomfortable don't do it so it is trying to keep us safe but it doesn't always serve us yeah and 
the trouble is, again, going back to what I was saying in, in the last episode about evolution, the trouble is that that not feeling safe or not pursuing something can put us into fight or flight. It can prevent us from being able to move forwards. Mm. What it boils down to for me, this, this how might having a complete trust in myself affect my approach to life, then it has affected my approach to life generally because I'm more willing to just have a go because if I trust my feeling and I trust that actually I'm going to give this a go regardless of what's coming up regardless of what questions or thoughts might be coming up in my head then unless it is something that is obviously dangerous to my life like dangling off a, off a bridge over a motorway or something. No, you know, just, just, sorry, Sarah's looking puzzled at me. Yes, I don't know where that one came from. The point is that that would be quite dangerous, I believe. Yeah. Um, but other than that, then the worst that can happen is I'm going to learn something, whether it's learn that that's something I won't do again. It's something I don't like. It's something that is not how I wanted it to be as an outcome that's the worst that's going to happen is I'm going to get a learning from it. So that has affected my approach to things. Doesn't mean I've overcome every fear I've had or have. Doesn't mean I would go and, I mean, I, I don't particularly keen on heights. Doesn't mean I'd suddenly go and start dangling over the edge of a cliff, but that doesn't mean I wouldn't go up a cliff or in a uh, ski lift or, a, a, a you know, anything that, has height to it ladders i used to have problems with mm. but it's when we trust that we're just going to get a positive learning a, a learning from it it's not negative it's not positive it's just a learning whether that's a learning of do that and that's what i wanted or do that oh that's not what i wanted then trusting in yourself it, it for me it is kind of knowing well if I feel that this is right it doesn't matter whether I air quotes fail or not because there will be a learning there of don't do that again because that didn't work in which case I can then look at other approaches that might work yeah it, it's I think that um, the lack of trust in ourselves comes from so many different things, doesn't it? So as we've grown up, it's the comments that have been made unwittingly, maybe, mm -hmm. by by parents. It's um, it's the way that we've been schooled. It's um, it's patterning and programming in us. It's experiences of various kinds um, that we've had that, that then affects our ability to completely trust ourselves. And yet, as human beings who are heart-centered and are meant to be heart-centered, we should be able to completely trust ourselves. That's the whole, you know, it, it's a key thing with being human is is that when we are heart-centered we can trust ourselves we can trust what we're feeling we can trust 
um, the insights that we get. But we we have too many situations that push us back out of our hearts and into our heads. And so, so we question our ability to actually trust ourselves because if we're in our heads, we don't always get the outcomes that we expect or we feel we should get um, because we've slipped into our heads and then perhaps making decisions that aren't based on what we're feeling, they're based on what our head tells us is right. Yeah. Think of the last time you were out in nature and you sat down and shut your eyes and just listened or just relaxed into the moment. In terms of what you felt about yourself in that moment, were there doubts, were there worries, were there, or was it just purely trusting in that moment and in that feeling that you're sitting there as one with nature, part of nature? Mm. For me, the last time I did that, you know, any issues that I might have been worried about or thinking about or things challenges going through my head they just disappear because we switch off from that when we connect to our heart we can switch off from that when we connect to our heart and the more present we can be the more clarity we get anyway yes I mean thoughts are just thoughts they go on all of the time we can't stop it you cannot stop thought it will happen it's looking at it for what it is it is just thought doesn't make it real it doesn't mean that that outcome is what's going to happen it doesn't mean that you are going to feel what you think you might feel in that scenario or whatever it might be it's just thought and it's only when you're in that scenario, whatever that might be, but when you're in that scenario and you feel that thing that you feel, that's when it's real. Any other time than that, it's not real. It's either mm -hmm. happened if it's in the past or it hasn't happened, in which case that doesn't mean it will happen in the future. Yeah, I think think looking at young children again is... Um, is quite good because they trust themselves don't they 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 trust until something happens <laughs> that gives them reason not to trust they'll go climbing without fear won't they and they'll they'll trust that they'll be okay they they do things because they trust that trust that it will be okay and there was a lot by 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 just watching them and if a, if a child falls out of a tree and hurts themselves, doesn't mean that they won't climb a tree again. Oh, that's it. Tr climbing trees is dangerous. Never going to do that again. They'll still climb trees. I did. I fell out of loads of trees. Didn't stop me climbing. I couldn't get down. But what it does do is teach you to have more respect to be more aware of where you're putting your feet or what you're grabbing hold of, whether that branch is actually going to support your weight or not. Yeah. So there are lessons to learn from it. It doesn't necessarily stop you doing something, but it could. You know, me being thrown in the deep end of a swimming pool when I couldn't swim because I wasn't allowed to as a child because of my operations on my ears put me off swimming for many, many years. I didn't learn to swim till I was an adult. 
And even then, I wouldn't say I'm a particularly strong swimmer. But it, so in that scenario, me getting back in the pool at that time when I, when I was seven or whatever it was and I was thrown into the pool, that would be like the equivalent of me going up the tree after falling out of it. Just go back in and get on with it. But for some reason, that triggered something in me completely different. So I avoided water, mm. as in swimming water, not showers and washes and things. I didn't smell <laughs> I for <laughs> 18 years of not washing. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it does depend what it is and, and what actually happens. There's a lesson there, though. There's always a lesson. But you're right, you know, looking at looking at children when we went out for a walk this weekend, looking out, um, looking at the families that were walking as well that had children and just looking at the way the children were interacting in terms of picking up sticks and, and obviously playing a game of I don't know what, but, you know, just just playing with picking up leaves. A young child that was being carried was just pointing at everything and, and just completely that, that sort of what's that? Why is that? Why is that green? Why is that brown? I don't know, whatever it might be. And it is just that pure innocence and un, uncontaminated thought. It's just that it's, it's not, it's not, even, it's just that pure trust in the world around them based on their experience and, the, the people that with the family the parents trusting that nothing bad is going to happen until you say until such time as it does mm. and we we lose that childlike innocence we lose that childlike inquisitiveness or, or curiosity and we we can get very creative about ways to avoid something rather than just approaching it with curiosity and saying, well, I wonder what happens if I do this. Yeah. Which actually is how we all start learning in the first place. Yeah, that's very true, isn't it? You know, when we're a baby, what's this? Holding up his hand, you know, hand in front of the face. They don't know what a hand is. They just know that there's this thing and then they start working out as they grow and they start using it and they start working out. Actually, I can hold something and I can put it towards my mouth and all those sorts of things. But it's we learn this stuff and we learn it by experimenting. And yet the older we yeah. get, the less willing we are to experiment. Experiment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I find it fascinating watching young children and, and it, you know, it, I saw. Um, Nico, my two two year old grandchild, this weekend, and um, he had yogurt all down the front of his football shirt, and it's. <laughs> but what was interesting was that he went and found a wipe, and he was wiping it clean. And I said, "What happened?" And and he said, "It didn't go in my mouth; it went on my shirt." <laughs> but he knew that he had to clean it, and he didn't get it completely clean, so he had to go and get another wipe and have another go, which was really interesting. And the other the other week, it was quite funny because he was kicking a he's got a very soft football that he kicks around the flat and he kicked it and, and he was showing me his different kicks and he kicked it and it went up high and it lodged behind the tele television. 
and he his face was an absolute picture because it wasn't the outcome that he expected and he put his hand over his mouth he went oh god (laughs) it's up there Um, which was hysterical, and we were trying not to laugh because <laughs> I didn't want him using words quite like that. But um, but but um, yeah, it was really funny. And and then Gareth's going, so so where's your ball gone then, Nico? And he's like, behind the television. Sorry, Daddy. <laughs> um, but it was just it was just the way he reacted to the outcome that he didn't expect he thought he was just going to kick the ball up in the air to show nanny that he was kicking it up in the sky and yeah it it went a bit further than he expected but it, but i think it's it, it's always good to watch young children because they remind us of how it is to be in the moment they remind us of how it is to be very trusting um of ourselves and um yeah they they just give us some I often feel they give us a lot of interesting insights if we take the time to just watch and and notice what they do and how they experience things. Yeah. So going back to the focus of this podcast and how might having complete trust in yourself affect your approach to life? How would it? I don't know. I don't know whether would it would it change the way I approach life. I suppose if I had always had a complete, absolute knowing that I was going in the right direction, I wouldn't hesitate about things where where <laughs> I can end up hesitating talking myself out of things if my um if i don't have the complete trust there um so if you know that an outcome is going to give you what you need so it'll either be the outcome you want or it'll be a learning why would you hesitate because you're only moving forwards yeah it's a good point really I suppose whatever we do, we're moving forwards, aren't we? Because we might not be getting the outcomes that we expected or we wanted, but we're getting an outcome that's giving us an experience that leads to an opportunity for growth. Yeah, and it could be like we've mentioned a few podcasts back. It might be that when we're on purpose and when we know when we absolutely know that we're on purpose that we go straight from a to z when we don't know we might still end up at z but we might go a b c d e f g h i j k you know all the way to z by going different route doesn't Mm. mean we're not going to end up back where we should be it just means that we needed to learn those various lessons to get us back on track to get us back on purpose so if i embrace that and i believe that then there is no real downside all that's going to happen is i'm either going to get there quickly or not so quickly but i'm going to learn some awesome lessons along the way Mm. or which some of them might not be very pleasant but it's a lesson and a learning it's not life-threatening necessarily 
Mm. Most of the time it's not happening, is it? No. It's it's just a like you say, a lesson and a learning. So that's how I aim to approach life every day. Am I perfect at it? No, I still get I still find myself having those little dialogues with myself about, oh, not sure if I want to do that. What I do do is recognize that I'm in that space and then, OK, come on, shh, just tune in. What do you feel is the right action to take right now? And then I invariably follow that. Yeah, I, I'm very good at getting myself <laughs> into slightly bigger pickles than that <laughs> however <laughs> however I'm a lot better than I used to be um so there has been change there has been growth with it but but I do recognize now where before I would have just had a rant or whatever or got really upset and done nothing now I recognize that, that I just need to take a step back, do something that allows me to calm down and drop back into my heart space to recognize that that I've gone into my head because I'm getting frustrated or, or whatever it is. And um, and then feel into the situation and just remind myself. And, and I, I often look back especially over my journey in the last three or four years, because it's been quite an intense healing journey for me. Um, but I look back at where I was to where I am now, and there's a huge difference, but I have to remind myself of that. Yeah. Because when you're in that moment where um, things, the outcomes that you're getting are, are not what you want or not what you feel you want <laughs> mm -hmm. they might be what you need <laughs> whether you're getting the outcomes that you need that aren't necessarily what you expected what you thought it would be you can find yourself if you're just looking in that short space stuck in a place of i can't trust myself this isn't right i'm not doing this right whatever it is whereas if you expand that out to where you were to where you are now you can see that actually you can trust yourself you can make the correct decisions you can have the learnings that you need because look where you were three years ago to look where you are now yeah and actually the sort of final point really is we have all survived everything that life has thrown at us so far yeah because we wouldn't be here otherwise exactly so it doesn't matter what challenge you were thrown through your life. You've come through it. Yes, it might still be having impact on you if you haven't dealt with certain aspects of it or released the emotion of it, or it could still be affecting you, but you're still here. If you're listening to this podcast, you're still here. So we have a 100% success rate of coming through what life throws at us. It's just making sure that as part of our healing journey that we're healing from the things we need to heal that yes. come up because of the lessons and things that we have. Yes, and, and it, that's a, a key thing, isn't it, really? It is a healing journey. And if, if we're on a healing journey, then there are going to be things that are thrown up at us that are uncomfortable, that, that but they need addressing 
um, and they're being shown to us so that we can address them, so that we can heal from them, so that we can change things, so that we we don't slip into our heads so often, so that we do stay in our hearts more and so keep ourselves in flow. Absolutely. There you go. Nice. You go. Another interesting session. Thank you very much, Jane. Look forward to the next one. Yes. I wonder what will come up for us for that one. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. So thanks very much again for your time, Jay. Thank you to all the listeners for continuing to listen to us. And uh, so all I can say, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from him. Thank you.